1: Hey, yeah, it's Crystal. It's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters.
0: True crime shit. I sound like shit. <laughs> I love your raspy. It's, it's your raspy voice is very. <laughs> it's very annoying.
1: It's very <laughs> hurty. So I'm very sorry that I sound like shit. I am sick. I'm sick. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So I'm I'm dying. Don't worry. But before I die.
0: I figured I might as well record one last podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> She's not at all dramatic, y'all. This is, <laughs> this is not drama. This is just how it is.
1: <clears throat> no, I just, I've been fighting a really bad head cold this week. Um, I'm really congested and today it's just kind of hitting my throat. So I'm, I'm really hoping that it's just like, it's not turning into strep throat, but you just never know.
0: Yeah. I feel
1: like you get strep pretty often i do i've actually been asked multiple times
0: to get my tonsils removed but i refuse <laughs> why are you just like too attached to them i don't understand i guess <laughs> no
1: i've heard um and i know that sounds stupid because there there's so many people that are gonna be like seriously you've had three kids but
0: um <laughs> are you about to say you've heard that it hurts
1: i've heard that it it hurts more for adults I have Um, heard that. That's
0: actually true. I've heard that. Then it does when you're a kid. Yeah.
1: And the the healing takes a lot longer and I like food too much. Kids
0: kids tend to bounce back a lot faster.
1: Yeah. And I remember like my, my oldest had his taken out and his adenoids at the same time, you know, it took about a good week and a half for him to really eat regular food. So I just don't want to take forever. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I know, I know I need to do it. I just haven't. So
0: <laughs> i just like, I just am not gonna. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. So, so you've been sick this week. I will just tell you how my week has been going. Just a quick little thing. I'm over this week. You know, I work at the pediatric clinic. We have funny kids mm-hmm. all the time. We have angry kids. We have this week. I feel like I have only had straight up root kids. Oh, Like my whole week, these kids have been awful now granted it is flu shot season so we're doing a lot of flu shots yeah but as a parent are the parents allowing it let me tell you what happened to me yesterday I go up to call a patient back call their name kid comes running up to me and I'm like hey and he goes you're a stinky face and then snatched my paper (laughs) out of my hand
1: I'm sorry but I probably still would have laughed I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, you're a liplicker. licker. <laughs> you're a lip licker. I missed that commercial. That was a good one. But yes, you're a stinky face. And then he snatched my paper out of my hand. And- if my kid did that I would have been mortified and like <laughs> oh me too gone off in, <laughs> oh but in I public. wouldn't have just been mortified you know what I would have done right you would have been like taking the chongola off and smacking them in <laughs> <through> the hallway I <laughs> <Those laughs> said oh okay this is how we're going to treat people come on let me show you how I'm going to treat you <laughs> so this is what the parent does the mom walks up and goes that's not nice I would have gave her that look like no you fucking did not like
1: I would have oh. been I I would have gone so fucking off on that parent too I would have looked straight at her and said you, you can't do that you can't go out in get in the eye and said I, I'm sorry excuse me what <laughs> excuse me can you try that again <laughs>
0: So, see, this is the reason. Papers back. <laughs> they didn't even grab them. He just snatched them out of my hand and made them fly <laughs> in the floor. So, you're going to pick them up. <laughs> this is why you don't work in healthcare with pediatric pa- right. patients I, and parents <laughs> because you right. can't do that. You can't you do that. Right. <laughs> But no, my whole, I feel like my whole week has just been that kid over and over. Not to that extent, but like, I am just over this week. I'm ready tomorrow's Friday. (laughs) we are called a stinky face. That's what Dana keeps calling me at work. My bestie. Hey, Dana, you loser. She was just running like, hey, stinky face.
1: (laughs) I feel like all my work friends would
0: do the same thing though. Oh yeah. She calls me a stinky face out of love. I know it. (laughs) Okay, so are you ready to get into your case?
1: I am- Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we're going to talk about, um, a major piece of shit, obviously, but because <laughs> okay. they're all, they always are, but, um, this is actually one of, I don't want to say top 10 worst cases.
0: I guess oh, it's not. that's a bold I it's, statement.
1: I was going to say, I don't want to say it, but, um, if you, if you, do research on this particular serial yes he is a serial killer because he's killed multiple people but um if you do research on this particular guy there's just so much and and he's actually been labeled one of the worst um he's it's a pretty popular one you might know him I don't know I didn't really know much about him prior to doing research. So okay. I didn't realize that it was like a major case until I started really digging I'm into it. More. Really
0: excited to hear who it is now.
1: Um, his name is Rodney James Alcala. Okay. Okay. That doesn't sound um, familiar
0: to me. right off the I know
1: of it didn't for me either. That's why when I was doing research on him and I was reading like several different uh, articles and, and everything about him stating like he was kind of a a high profile case, I, Mm -hmm. it didn't, it kind of shocked me because I didn't know who it was. Okay. So he was um, born in, he was born August 23rd, 1943 in San Antonio, Texas. Um, He did have two sisters. He was raised by his mother. His father abandoned them.
0: Uh So she's a single
1: mom. I know. But he lived a pretty normal childhood. Like he didn't have an abusive mom. He, it, it wasn't a bad child. Like he didn't, he, it was normal. Okay. Um, and he was actually super smart. And I mean, like so smart, he had like a genius level IQ, so okay. when I was reading about this, it, it reminded me of like Edmund Kimper. I was about to know? say,
0: so we got an Ed Kemper on our hands, huh?
1: Yeah. Um, except he didn't have that like calm, soothing voice.
0: Oh, um, <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot you're obsessed with his audio readings because you're yeah, weird. <laughs> <that's not>
1: weird. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> in um, 1960, he joined the U.S. Army and served as a clerk. but by 1964 he was described as having like a nervous mental breakdown and was died right and was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder by a military psychiatrist and was discharged medically
0: do I have that I I don't I'm not social (laughs) I mean
1: I'm very antisocial I guess (laughs) like I it's weird. I'm I'm social but like when you come and talk to me I'm like I hate people. <laughs> right.
0: Same. Same.
1: It is what it is. But
0: I mean I guess it must have been like a severe case of of it for them to like medically discharge him for it.
1: Right. And and the thing is um there wasn't much about it. Like there was there wasn't much about like what he had a breakdown over or anything like that. It just basically said that he was diagnosed with this and he was discharged. So it had to have been severe enough for him to be discharged. Right. Especially after four years. Right. Yeah. After being discharged, he decided that he was going to go to school. He got into UCLA School of Fine Arts. Okay. And he, and he graduated with his degree and then decided that he wanted to go on to New York University using a different alias to continue on with
0: school, which is super re- weird, right? Right. I was like, why can't you just be, be yourself? <laughs> be yourself. I watched that so, last night. <laughs>
1: well, it's that season. It's time.
0: <laughs> it's tis the season for my favorite movie ever. I know. I love it too. Just friends. Okay. <laughs> it is one,
1: it's one of my favorites too. Um, It's super weird when you, when you at like, why, why did you do that? Well, I'm going to tell you why in a second. You'll understand. I'm, I'm very curious. So, um, he went under the name John Berger, like B E R, not Burger as in like food. Um, and he studied he studied film there. Now, this is where this is why he goes to school there. So, he started hanging around areas with like younger girls. And so in 1968, you know, four years after he was discharged, um, he actually commits his first crime. He would have been 25 at this time, like right at 25 years old.
0: So what happened was, uh, what had happened was, (laughs) tell me what had happened, girl.
1: What had happened was um, like a motorcyclist was driving down the road in, in LA and he witnessed Alcala luring an eight year old girl. Oh no. Named Tali Shapiro into his Hollywood apartment. So he, he found it really odd. The guy didn't look like at all, like he could have been his dad or her dad or anything. Like it was really weird. This young guy has this young, really young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like coaxing this girl to come inside to his apartment.
0: I do not like where this is going. So the motorcyclist
1: stops. Um, he he drives down the road. He's like, "Yeah, that's weird." So he he stops and he calls the police. Good on him. Yeah, I know. Good on him.
0: So many people would have just like drove on by, and like, "Oh, that's weird." Good right. job, motorcyclist.
1: Good job. So he calls them and he's like, "Hey, there's this weird thing going on. This guy does not look like uh, he should have this girl with him. She looks super young." and I'm not gonna lie he looks like he's like
0: pedo material right now oh. <laughs> so I uh, wonder, like exactly how he was looking not exactly but like how we could tell he was co- like he couldn't have been like oh that's her older brother unless he more. was <laughs> like
1: unless he was like trying to pull her inside like
0: I picture him being super creepy about it like with a handful of candy and just like kind of frolicking right. towards his apartment door so
1: unfortunately the police didn't get there in time oh. and the girl was found in the apartment. She had been raped and was beaten with a steel bar.
0: Oh my God. This so is not where I thought this was going because the motorcyclist stopped and called the police. And I was like, good, we're going to stop him. But I guess this is just the very beginning of the story. So that wouldn't have made sense.
1: I know i LA where, you know, your crime rate may be high and getting, you know, dispatch to, or anybody on call to come out quickly is it's a lot. How do I want to say this? It's not, it's not as quick as you would want, especially in larger cities. Let's just put it that way. So they did their job. They came to check on the situation, not knowing very much details. And unfortunately it just wasn't quick enough.
0: Also, I feel like in in bigger cities, what gets me more is, it's bigger cities, so they have more resources. They have more police stations, they have more fire departments. Not, all,
1: not always. I mean, yeah, you have more stations um and and areas that are patrolled and stuff, but anybody that's calling like 911, I mean, this is any area. Anyone that's calling 911 and they're telling a situation, it goes based off of a code. So like this is, I'm gonna call this a code one, code two, code three, code four, four being the worst. One being the like, there's a
0: cat in the tree, (laughs) you know? Um, I have a friend who literally called the fire department this past weekend because their cat had climbed up a light pole and was sitting on the very top of the light pole. And the fire department said, like, they were like, "Uh, no, not funny and hung up on them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But their cat was literally stuck on top of the light pole, but they thought it was like a prank call, I guess. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I know. I was like, because they showed me pictures of the poor cat all the way at the top. And I'm like, well, how did the cat get down? And to, they be fair, like, to be fair, they probably have had real it, it was close to, close to Halloween. It was literally on Halloween night. Uh, there's your problem. <laughs> I was it was literally say, on Halloween night. Obviously, that is the worst time to call. <laughs> so I was like, how did the cat get down? And what happened was, I guess eventually after they all stopped paying attention to the cat, the cat came down on its own. <laughs> Little fucker.
1: <laughs> Cats are evil, right? <laughs> any anywho. Um. So basically, the girl was found, and Alcala had escaped. Like he wasn't there. He left. He heard the cops come in, you know, sirens blaring. He's like, "I gotta get out of this joint." So he left and he fled to the East Coast,
0: and that's when he enrolled in the NYU film school using a different alias. I was about to say, this is driving me insane. I need to know why he did that. And this is why. So he changed. I was like you were like I'm gonna tell you and then I was like she's gonna forget and not tell me (laughs) oh no oh no I was gonna tell you (laughs) okay so he committed this crime under his actual name he was like well the jig is up and he got the hell out of there and changed his name okay well that makes sense also I feel like it should be harder than it seems like it is to just enroll in school under a different name name, right how do you do that well
1: now you gotta have like your social security (laughs) you gotta have all this stuff so how do you do that
0: He was just like, hi, I'm John Berger. Berger. (laughs) And they're like, okay. (laughs) I start school today. (laughs) They're like, sounds legit. Here's your schedule.
1: (laughs) So during the summer month, um, he got a counseling job at a New Hampshire arts camp for children. No. And he actually used like a slightly different alias. His name was still... I know his name was still John Berger at the counseling job, but it was spelled
0: B U R G. He's like, I'm just, that's not even trying to change it at all. No, like, it oh, sounds the Berger. same. No, I'm John Berger. <laughs> he used a slightly different alias. I was like, he said his name was John McBurger, didn't he?
1: Not quite, not quite. So, um,
0: Because of
1: the crime he committed with Tolly, the little Mm -hmm. eight-year-old, you know, he's now an FBI-wanted criminal. Like, he's a fugitive. Fugitive, yeah. So a couple years after this had happened, you know, that happened in 1968. Well, in 1971, two campers came across an FBI-wanted poster at the post office, and it was his face they were like that dude's name is not john berger (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) That dude's name name doesn't even sound like john berger (laughs) (laughs) so um they immediately notified the um camp directors and he was immediately arrested and extradited back to california
0: okay good but <laughs> i knew that was coming
1: <laughs> unfortunately um Tali shapiro's parents had relocated their family to mexico um and they refused to allow her to testify at his trial they did not want to put her through this trauma um, wait you
0: know tolly
1: the eight-year-old because she's still
0: alive i thought she had been killed this whole time no, she so was, she was he, raped and beaten, but she she survived. Okay. Survived. She that just, makes me feel a little better, but it's still awful. But this one, oh, I was like, he
1: just killed a girl. And, oh no. Like, she, left. This, this, she was alive.
0: Yes. Um, I don't blame her parents at all for not wanting to put her back through that no, trauma at all. But also, but un-
1: unfortunately, they can't un- keep him. Unfortunately, because they refused to testify, they were unable to convict him of rape. Mm -hmm.
0: and attempted murder without their primary witness (laughs) right that's fucked it makes sense but also yeah like I don't blame them at all I would not they were well my kid to have to relive that
1: right they were forced to um like basically give him a lesser charge he had to plead guilty because he was wanted for running yeah um and obviously he did the crime they just couldn't they there was no. There was no witness to testify. They had no
0: like substantial evidence to 100% pin it on him, because right. right.
1: So he did go to dra- He did go to jail. He was let out after 34 months, so he did a little over two years. So not, in, not enough. No, it's not. And he was let out like he was paroled, um, in 1974. So less than, less than two months later, he was arrested again for violating parole. Um, Because he was providing marijuana to a 13-year-old girl who had claimed to have been kidnapped.
0: Good, good, good.
1: But once again, he was paroled again after serving only two years. So he went for two years, gets out, and then goes again for two years. And Mm -hmm. then
0: that's it. And has learned nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Has learned nothing except, well, I can do whatever I want, and I'll just go to jail for two years. It's fine. Right.
1: Yeah, he's a piece of shit. So, um, in 1977, despite his criminal record and his official registration as a sex offender, because he had to register as a sex offender, um, he was hired as a typesetter.
0: Oh, um, that is,
1: by the Los Angeles Times, like you just type up the articles, they write other people write them. He has oh, he doesn't have okay. to do it. yeah. And this was during the midst of like the coverage of the hillside strangler murders that were going on. Mm-hmm. So they like they were like, Okay, yeah, I know, I know you've already got like a background and you've done time twice, but here you go. Here's a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> during this time, Alcala had convinced dozens. Of young women, that he was a professional fashion photographer.
0: Oh, this part's r- familiar to me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm that, starting to
0: remember. And remember. that he could photograph photographer <laughs> it. <in him. laughs> He's like, I am a professional photographer, and I, and I can photographer you. <laughs> bro, I will photographer you. <laughs> Just come back to my place. <laughs> Photograph them. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> you were so serious about it too. I,
1: I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so sick.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyways, he um, will. He's <clears> gonna <throat> take their pics.
1: <laughs> he, he, he's gonna photograph them for his portfolio. Okay. <laughs> wow. So most of these photos still remain like unidentified that have been found by the mm-hmm. police later and police have actually feared that some of the women may actually be additional victims for what he does later
0: so it's kind of it's kind of sad right actually. Just just like jane does that they haven't basically right. they haven't connected like missing persons <clears throat> right
1: so we're gonna move on a little bit farther down the line not too much farther but Robin Samsoa or Soe Sam S O E
0: Samso Samsoe I don't know I
1: think it's yeah I think it I don't know if the e is silent I I listened to how it was pronounced multiple times and it's there's there's multiple pronunciations mm. <laughs> so um I'm gonna say it's Sam Soe but I don't I'm hoping I'm not butchering it because it's awful. Anyways, Robin Samsoe, she was a 12-year-old girl from Huntington Beach, California. So she disappeared somewhere between the beach and her ballet class on June 20th, 1979. They put out, you know, an APB they, they were looking for. Her. She was immediately reported as a missing person. She was only 12 and she was supposed to be going to ballet. Her parents panicked when she didn't come, when like when they went to go pick her up and she wasn't there, right? They searched for. There was several search parties actually, and then twelve days later, they found her decomposing body mm. in the foothills of LA. So basically, <clears throat> this is where they started linking. This is where they linked it to Alcala. Um, Police found her earring in a locker that was rented by him. So he didn't. He did nothing to cover his tracks on any seriously. They and it was weird because they were just doing a search around the area, and the like the locker that they were like that they had searched was because they found out that Alcala, who had previous convictions, he was you know, a registered sex offender, um, was renting spaces in the area. And one of them was a walker and it just so happened to be in between the beach and the ballet studio that she was supposed to go to. So they went to go check it out and found Robin's
0: earring, mm.
1: which is so sad.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I also, why I, I mean, you literally didn't try to cover it up you, because
0: he doesn't care because he's just going to go to jail for two years
1: right so he did go to trial for this murder um so in 1980 he did go to trial he was convicted and he was sentenced to death for her murder but
0: knew that was coming i could tell by your face i was like i swear to god if she says but
1: his conviction was overturned by the california supreme court Because the Orange County Superior Court trial judge had allowed the jury to hear about the Tali Shapiro case and like Alcala's other rape and kidnapping convictions and how Mm. they didn't have enough evidence and stuff. Mm -hmm. So Mm. it was overturned. Oh my God, that's some bull. I know. And uh, in 1986, he was convicted for a second time and again, sentenced to death. But oh my God, <laughs> um, the circuit court of appeals panel overthrew his conviction once again. Um, I'm getting really tired of them, <laughs> and it's because um, unfortunately a witness was not allowed to support Alcala's contention that the park ranger who actually found uh, Robin's body was like coaxed by the police investigators what Mm, to absolutely say it was alcala and that they saw him there when he didn't see him there so
0: they're saying they think that the police basically Mm. like bribed the park ranger to say that he saw him
1: so he wasn't allowed to say that and so he was that was thrown out that's why they overthrew the conviction because he wasn't allowed to say it because they believe that the police investigators that came and talked to the park ranger that found robin's body um did not actually see. Alcala. Like that's all just hearsay. They can believe whatever they want. I know. I know. It's kind of like the whole jury thing, right? Why you keep throwing it out. I mean, my thing is he clearly had the little girl's earring in his blocker. So Mm -hmm. is that not evidence? Right. So after the park ranger wasn't allowed to testify or whatever, like he wasn't a prime, he wasn't a prime witness, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, they start to prepare for basically to continue to to
0: push the death penalty. Okay. They're like, we got to build a new case for this. We're going for it so again.
1: correct. So they start to build a new case, which means that they're going to go into like a third prosecution. Unfortunately, you know how the court systems work. Um it does take time uh when you're getting appealed and when right. everything's basically getting overturned. But it, it's it is how it is. There's a lot of paperwork.
0: There's a lot of stuff you have to go through. Right. So, so, so he's this, just chilling in prison for a while. Basically, He's,
1: he's just chillaxing. No big deal. He's like, <laughs>
0: what what's up with this? I'm only supposed to be here for two years. What's going on? <laughs>
1: because they just let me out all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> um, it takes a long time. So they're still preparing it. It's now 2003. So this went, from Oh, that is 19- a long time. Yeah. So this went from 1986, where the second time had been thrown out like it was appealed mm-hmm. and now this is the third try.
0: So do you know so, what his um like sentencing was? Like was he uh, sentenced to like life or something? And he, they were going
1: for the death penalty or he was sentenced to life um and he was actually he had been sent he had been incarcerated for her murder since like 1979. So he's been in prison since 1979.
0: Okay. And we're 2003 now.
1: And we're in 2003 now, and they're just pushing the death penalty at this point. Like he's going to be there, but they want him to die.
0: <laughs> they're like su- super serial. About it.
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, DNA and testing and all this stuff has, has greatly improved, <laughs> improved since that time. So luckily they still have his evidence and everything, everything that's been found. So they learned that Alcala's DNA um, actually is under a new state law where they can start running his DNA samples on evidence and stuff. Like start running
0: it against like different like cold cases?
1: Running it against cold cases, running it against anything that had the same MO, okay. running it against, um, this particular case to, to push through this third prosecution in order to try to get him the death penalty.
0: Okay. So just running um, that shit everywhere. Got it. Running run the DNA.
1: Um, they met, <laughs> they matched it at like a rape murder scene of two women in LA and mm-hmm. And when they cleaned out Alcala's storage locker from Robin's murder, they actually found another pair of earrings and they just left it in evidence.
0: So they were not Robin's earrings. They were like an extra pair. Right.
1: Right. So the, the pair of earrings that were identified as Robin's, like they were identified, but this other pair, they weren't hers. So they put them in evidence. Okay. And, um, it was brought up in trial, you know, the second pair of earrings, but unfortunately, there was no there was no match to anybody to right. try him to. So they ran the DNA that was on the earrings, mm-hmm. like these leftover earrings, and they found that it matched the DNA of one of the two victims that has semen matched too.
0: okay. Well, ding ding ding.
1: Ding ding, ding
0: yeah we have a winner. i feel
1: i feel like that um should be like a huge red flag
0: (laughs) Um, yeah
1: so um they they were able like the prosecutors entered another motion to join not only robin's charges but also the newly discovered victims he contested this
0: motion okay (laughs) of course um and but like but like we have your DNA matched to it but okay
1: you know how it is so right. he can contest, he can test it he's like nah bruh nah not my DNA Mm-mm. no like you, no, got the wrong, you got the wrong semen
0: <laughs> not how that works buddy
1: <laughs> um so of course you know the Supreme Court they're like no nah, we're gonna go with the prosecutor <laughs> we're we're gonna go with prosecution prosecuting. And, the prosecutors, and um, we're we're gonna go we're gonna go with them, and we're gonna see what they say. <laughs> so in 2009, so we're going from 2003 to 2009. That's how long it's taking. <laughs> so in 2009, Alcala stood trial again. And now okay. this is his third time, right? This is his third time going to trial, and he decided to be another Ted
0: Bundy. He's gonna he's gonna represent himself.
1: He, he represented himself. Okay. He was his own attorney.
0: Did he also it, jump out of the library in the second story?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Okay. <laughs> but, but he absolutely lied to the jury. Oh, cool. Cool.
1: <laughs> Just like Ted Bundy. Right. <laughs> um, he told the jurors that he was at Knott's Berry Farm when Robin was kidnapped. There was no way that he did that.
0: Lies. And
1: and he didn't even offer any kind of defense against <laughs> he was just the like, other like, I ones. wasn't there.
0: I wasn't there.
1: <laughs> he was like, I wasn't there for Robins. And then he
0: didn't even say anything about the other victim. And they're like, well, what about these ones? And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Okay, cool. That sounds exactly. like a good solid defense. <laughs>
1: i'm um, really glad as,
0: that he decided to um, this isn't even the best part what is the word that i'm thinking of <laughs> <Jesus. clears throat> what you do when he's <throat> he's doing himself he's represent i'm i'm really glad he decided to represent himself <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it, took, it took quite a minute <laughs> are you sick too um, i don't know what's happening sick? are you sick I, I just have it's just i'm i have i'm sipping the mommy juice it's thirsty thursday I gotcha. So part of his
1: closing argument, this is the best part. Oh, good. I'm excited. He played the portion of Arlo mm-hmm. Guthrie's song, Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> why
0: though? I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like that's what the prosecutor said. They were like, why though?
1: <laughs> but he, he plays this song and basically it's like talking about, um, it tells a, psychi- a psychiatrist that he wants to kill. Like that's what the song's basically about. Like,
0: oh, it's like a patient telling a psychiatrist that he, he would wants like to commit mur- murder. He, pretty much. <laughs> that is not good for your case, bruh Like, I don't know
1: where. What that's school, why, school you went to. <laughs> that's why I was like, this is the best part. So, wow. anyways, okay, he, <laughs> he was convicted on all counts. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> He played this song, and the prosecutor was like, "Hello, are y'all hearing this?" <laughs> here's here's the here's the awesome thing about it. This is actually like a badass little little bitch. So, as a surprise witness during the penalty phase, <gasps> Tali Shapira. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Okay. Uh, she um. She basically gave her statement. So and I'm said so that she. So proud
0: of her. I know. Mm-hmm that had to have been, like, the hardest thing ever.
1: It had to have been, for sure. So, in March of 2010, Alcala was sentenced to death for the third time.
0: (laughs) Well, he's sentenced for the first time, right? Oh, no, that was the third time, because it got Mm -hmm. overturned the other two times, right? Or no? Yeah,
1: no, it got, yes, it got overturned, for sure. And then there was a few times
0: like, I feel like, what did you say? He was sentenced to death a few times and it got overturned and then he was denied. Yeah, it was thrown out two times. So this right. is the
1: third time he had been sentenced to death. Did it stick this time? It did. Okay. He continues to um, maintain his innocence. He says he still didn't oh. do it. Okay. But he is on death row in San Quentin State Prison. 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 <laughs> San Quentin Prison. <laughs> I felt I felt. Like a uh, Sean Connery.
0: <laughs> Brian, <laughs> when I that said that very Sean Connery. I, mean. <laughs> I don't know why I said prison
1: so many times. I was trying to say it. I can't say prison. like, say it. Just say it right.
0: <laughs> saying Quentin Persian. Got it.
1: So um, I will say in April 2010, which was the month after he was convicted, mm-hmm. the Huntington Beach Police Department did make um, it public. There was 120 photographs oh god that that they were in possession of from alcala and this was an effort to identify some of the women and determine if any could be like additional victims right uh, which is awesome that they did that it's just unfortunate you know that yeah. it, it came to that. and so i don't know i i didn't see anywhere that any have come you know up that they have been more victims or like you didn't see what they like
0: were able to identify any yeah i haven't
1: i haven't found any of that i literally only was able to find that they did make it public and that it's still an open right still public people are still if you want to come forward you can reach out to that police department so
0: what was the police department
1: the San Quentin or San Quentin, sorry, the beach, the
0: San Quentin prison,
1: no, (laughs) the Huntington Beach police department. Okay. So alcohol has been incarcerated since 1979, right? Mm -hmm. While he's been in prison, he's written you, the jury a 1994 book in which he asserts his innocence. And um, he even filed two lawsuits against the California, California, Why can't what is I talk happening? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Anyways, he filed two <laughs> lawsuits against the California penal system uh-huh. um, for a slip and fall claim. <laughs> oh my god, he's one of those. <laughs> and, <laughs> not done. This is the best one. And for failing to provide him a low-fat diet. <laughs> Stop it!
0: Nobody cares about your diet, you piece of shit.
1: <laughs> I just—I had to end this case on the best, freaking hilarious so note. Though. Nobody like, cares. He,
0: what is the what is the male
1: version of a Karen?
0: A, that a Chad.
1: Chad? <laughs> I think it's a Chad.
0: Also, if we have any listeners named Chad or Karen, we heart you. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't mean it
1: negatively <laughs> at all. It's just.
0: I feel like he was definitely a Chad in prison. <laughs> oh, wow. Also, his book, You the Jury, and he's talking about his innocence. I'm sorry, was it better than his defense of I don't know and I didn't do it? Like,
1: he didn't <laughs> write a whole
0: last book on that.
1: <laughs> he, is, he, he claims his innocence and it's over that, like Robin Samoe or Sam Soe case. I'm sorry if I'm saying her name wrong, I've, I've been avoiding her last name because I don't want to pronounce it wrong. But um, he's like trying to say he's innocent and in that um, he gives different points in this book about it being a different suspect and that they should have been looking at this suspect and all this. And I'm just like,
0: how about let's look at the guy that's got her earrings. In his locker.
1: Part of me, and I will, I'll be honest, I'm just going to say my point of view. Part of me wants to read it, but at the same time, i if I read it, I feel like he would get,
0: right like no I ain't into that so um, I don't
1: want to read it <laughs> I don't you have to say <clears throat> no I already know you killed him you're a piece of shit but right I mean um, it, I mean it, if you're 25 it, if you're 25 years old and you have the audacity to do this to an eight-year-old we all know what you did to all the others like, right, Fuck yeah, you. you're not innocent you're a horrible horrible piece of shit yes so um here's a crazy thing about it too um you'll probably know him from this but Mm -hmm. a year prior to him actually getting arrested you know he got arrested in 1979 right and then he was on trial
0: forever and ever
1: forever and ever and ever well in 1978 this is this is why it's such a well-known crazy case um He was a contestant on a popular game show called The Dating Game.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. That is why I know him. It's the Dating Game Killer. Yes. Like, he won
1: the the Dating Game, right? He won the Dating Game. So, he actually introduced himself as a successful photographer. Of course, he did. He was like, like, hey,
0: I'm John McBurger. I am a successful photographer. (laughs) Pretty much.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, he is like introducing himself as this like super successful photographer. He tells the host that um, he got started when he was 13 years old and his father found him in the dark room and... Like basically this big old bogus story, you know, and another fellow like contestant that was trying to be the bachelor on this dating game Mm -hmm. actually goes and described him as like a super strange guy. He said he was weird.
0: I heard that he was described by other contestants as like super weird. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't, I could be wrong, but I feel like I heard that he won and then the girl like didn't want to go on the date with him because she felt like awkward about it. Yes. Yes, Right. So she, um, he actually won the competition
1: and won the date with, um, Cheryl Bradshaw on, um, she was a bachelorette on this dating game or whatever. And she refused to go out on a date with him because he was creepy that's literally how she described it. <laughs> I can't go out on a date with this guy. I know he won, but I'm not doing it. He's creepy. He is creepy. Oh, so then wow. um, the reason it's so well-known and popular is because um, he had. it was noted that he actually killed at least three more women after. After, like he had killed some appearance. before the dating game and then he had killed more after. Yes, like, and, and he so killed more after, yes. It it was such a crazy thing. Um, the detective, like the criminal profiler that was on the case, had speculated. You know how they they all speculate or whatever, um, right? That one of the reasonings for him to go off of the deep end on this and start killing a bunch of women, like right mm-hmm. away, because it happened right away. He got arrested a year later, right? Um, and and easily get caught and not like try to hide very well, I guess, is uh, because of the rejection from this dating game. Oh, please. Whatever. He had already killed people
0: (laughs) before that. How... that's so creepy. Can you imagine, like, first of all. You're sitting next to a fucking killer. Yes, you're on a dating sitting. Game. Right. That's <laughs> fucking creepy as shit. Like, and you're then, just sitting next to this killer. And he's sitting are like, la-da-dee, la-da-da. <laughs> and good on, a, what was it, Cheryl? Good on Cheryl for getting those creepy vibes. And yeah. Because like who knows what could have happened to her. Ex- oh,
1: she would have died. Right? <laughs> we'll, just say, we'll just say it. She would have died. Like, uh, <laughs> he would have photographed her along with the hundreds of other people that he put in like nasty ass poses and then killed her and his which I don't think I ever mentioned like how he was killing people in this no, case. you you no you did not I I totally should have like made that very publicly known he strangled his victims um, right hated them. So what he did um was he would strangle them to the point of like losing consciousness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and and then like revive them oh my god that's fucked and then actually kill them again so they just kept going through this it came it
0: gave him some kind of like sick pleasure to yeah
1: he's a fucker
0: fucking fucker yeah. he's
1: a fucker so um it was mentioned after you know his trial and he was on death row that he went to the san quentin They
0: went to the san quentin prison
1: prison prison <laughs> is Persian. Um, he did get moved. It's, this is also an interesting fact. Um, he got moved for medical reasons. And when he was in prison, he was 77 years old and he actually died this year, 2021 in July, in July of this year. Okay. Okay.
0: Dating game killer. Okay. Dating game killer. Way to be, way to be dead now. I feel really (laughs) dumb because this whole time you're talking, I was like, this sounds kind of familiar, but I don't know. I know and I was like oh shit hello I know. <laughs> Well, okay so anywho that
1: is the case of Rodney Alcala okay. apparently it's high profile case and I'm
0: I- and apparently high profile case. <laughs> I know I I said this like what I, I did literally Luca, did not know <laughs> that's like when I did Luca Magnata and I literally named episode I'm sorry who are you <laughs> <laughs>
1: Rodney Burger no John Burger no Rodney what <laughs> like McBurger? I don't know what your name I is know. I don't know
0: <laughs> McBurger. <laughs>
1: McBurger I feel like that's forever his name now
0: yeah John McBurger
1: piece of wet lettuce
0: yeah yeah
1: anyways so yeah follow all the stuff I'm sorry I'm so sicky
0: sounding and I sound like shit hopefully next. you actually started your voice started <clears throat> sounding a little better the more you talked Good. but yeah you just Good. forgot how to pronounce words, is all. <laughs> I just forgot how to how to talk. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Nobody's here to actually hear real words, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna I'm
1: just gonna get off here, and I'm gonna go photographer things. <laughs> right. Yeah. I well,
0: next week. Uh, hopefully, you feel better by next week, but it'll be my turn, so you won't have to talk as much. Right. And I've right. already started on it. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can do, I'm going to, I have some clips that I'm hoping that I can play that we can hear pretty well. If I play them goals, goals, goals. so follow all of our junk. Like you said, go to our website. You can find all the info to all the links, send us listener stories if you want to, because we want to tell them.
1: Yeah, we love them. If you liked our ghost stories, then obviously send us some of yours and we can totally record and talk all about them because I like them
0: speaking of ghost stories I thought of something that I was going to tell you at the beginning of this and then I forgot to oh and so I'm going to tell you now oh, so okay. <laughs> well, I like so, pretty positive that the the my local Yimka that I go to <laughs> The YMCA. The I know. I was like, will you please say what it is so people <laughs> don't think what the fuck is a YUMCA? I am sorry. My family calls it, okay? The YUMCA <laughs> that I go to? <laughs> so I actually, me and, me and Shannon went to the YUMCA mm-hmm. this morning, which she hates me for going so early. And she also blames you because we were going to go after work today, but I told her that we were recording this afternoon. <laughs> so I was like oh, oh okay. we're recording this afternoon so let's go in the morning and she's like I don't do mornings so I was like you'll be great it's fine and she's <laughs> like I hate she literally texted me when she woke up and was like I hate mornings and why do you hate me <laughs> <laughs>
1: well you know what I'm with Shannon I'm not a morning person either and I probably would have said not I hate mornings I probably would have said I hate you <laughs> I hate you period
0: <laughs> so she was a trooper we got up early we met at the Yemka at like seven. So I left the house at like 6 45. Wasn't too bad. But that was too early for right. her. Um we did like the elliptical, we did the bikes. <clears throat> and as we're getting ready to leave, after we do our workouts, you know, you, you clean the machines off really well. Right. So I go to get the paper towels and the cleaner. And it's one of those um motion sensor paper towel dispensers. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm the listeners can't see me, but I'm just like swiping the air and nothing's happening. Like I keep doing my hand in front of it. Nothing's happening. And Shannon walks up and she's like, why are you the way that you are? It's super super simple. She does it once and the paper towel like just comes out like, like it's nothing. I'm (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, but this is bullshit because it's fucking with me. So that happens. Well, I then have to shower and get ready for work because I have to get work in an hour so I go to the showers and I'm done with the showers. I blow dry my hair. I'm in the bathroom. I'm by myself at the EMCA. I've blow dried my hair. I'm about to put it like in a ponytail and get ready. Cause scrub life. like I just throw it in a ponytail. I don't care. Right. So I'm standing there in front of the mirror and put my hair up in a ponytail and I'm the only person in the bathroom. Only one, nobody there. I, Hear a sound, and I look to my left, and there's a paper towel dispenser all the way, like far away across the bathroom, that suddenly just dispenses a paper towel for no reason. Yeah, no. I literally outside, out loud said, No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and have since decided that Yimka has a ghost that is mocking me for not knowing how to work a paper <laughs> towel dispenser. <laughs> They
1: were just looking at you like you are fucking stupid. They're like,
0: hey, you idiot. It's like this. So easy. (laughs) They're like, watch me, watch me. (laughs) So that's hilarious. That happened. So if anybody's wondering, Yoga is haunted. Yeah. By a rude ass mocking ghost. (laughs) Rude ass somebody that loves to go to the gym. oh man okay well there you go there's my spooky story for the week (laughs) that's great that's so great well all right okay well I guess we should be awkward now
1: okay let's be awkward okay Okay, bye. bye